0: Yo, what is up y'all? Welcome to another motherfucking episode of Kill the Mockingbirds I'm your host, Sean Chris Today, I'm just gonna be just me, riding solo Uh, I thought I could dig up some news Oh, what's up man? Uh, I thought I could dig up some news and, uh, you know, poke at some propaganda and see uh, what we think Um, I got a lot of shit lined up I know a lot's going on. I know right now. I think the whole abortion uh, got blocked by the Republicans. Uh, that's a whole another issue. But like I said, I got everything uh, all set up. Uh, what I got? Let's start it off with uh, a little bit uh, on CBS Morning News with anchor uh, Anna Marie Green. P and E record profits during all this inflation time. Like all this inflation uh, and the high gas prices, and these energy companies are uh, really making out like bandits
1: has gained major revenue and profits after charging customers more on their monthly bills. The utility gained $475 million in profits from the first quarter. It was also able to book a $1 million benefit from wildfire claims. But customers are also paying for this increase as well. The average monthly payment is now 14% higher than this time last year, with more increases expected
2: in the future.
0: So during all this inflation, it's good to know that these energy companies are raking in the dough. I think it was uh, BP also had some record, uh, a record breaking quarter, like in the last 10 years. Like it's something that uh, obviously they're taking advantage of the moment. Right. They say uh, they're their famous quote of, you know, never let a crisis go to waste. Uh I don't know if anybody had saw the fight. I mean, I watched some fights. I was watching the Canelo fight and I was watching the UFC fights and, uh, it got me a little bit kind of going on to this level of veganism because Canelo, uh, who lost, even though he lost cause he went up weight. Um, he was on a vegan diet, and uh, you could see that he was really tired towards the end of everything that was going on. So, uh, I got a couple of clips about veganism and um, like kind of like uh, another spin on it. And it, these are, like I said, these are actual news quotes. Uh, this is ABC uh, Good Morning America with Dr. Jen Ashton, and they're talking about kids with vegan diets and the benefits and the uh, the takeaways.
3: You guys, we're going to turn now to a new study on children and a vegetarian diet, looking at whether such a diet could have an adverse effect impact on a child's health. Our chief medical correspondent, Dr. Jennifer Ashton, is here now with the results. Good morning to you, Good as morning, always, sir. Doc, in. And, and Tell us about this study.
1: Yeah, you know, I found this interesting because there are a small but growing number of kids in this country who follow a vegan or vegetarian diet. So researchers in Toronto surveyed the parents, then did some tests on the kids and found that there was no significant difference in terms of blood tests, in terms of bone density, um, in terms of growth for children who followed a vegetarian or vegan diet. So good news uh, from that standpoint. It did not appear to be harmful.
3: But they, they did find that, that, that the study did find that children on a plant-based diet, they had similar growth in nutrition compared to those who ate meat. That's right. But they did
1: find that children who were vegan, vegetarian, more likely to be slightly underweight. You've heard me say it before as a nutritionist and a doctor, being significantly underweight can be as bad as being significantly overweight. Um, but as long as it doesn't impact a child's growth curve, that's really what you care about. So, um, you know, it's something that was significant with this finding. Finding, but not found to be or thought to be dangerous.
0: Yeah, uh, that, that's what uh, I thought was interesting about this little clip is that they did kind of admit that veganism is uh, not great for the diet because a lot of kids are malnutritioned and they're not um, <clears throat> really uh, living up to that. I saw somebody was posting that uh, I watch too much mainstream media, but I kind of watch all the media. And the whole, To me, the purpose of watching mainstream media, media is deciphering what they're talking about. If um, we're not paying attention to what they're saying, to the agendas they're rolling out, to be able to break things down, uh, 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 it, that's what we're trying to do, you know? Like, I'm trying to break down what they really mean. What are these uh, stories about? Why are they adding them into our day-to-day psyche so that we can kind of uh, – You know, it gets into into our brain and then people push that narrative, especially if we're going to have conversations with other people and change people's mind. We really, really got to understand what their uh, talking points are, their buzzwords, uh, everything they're using. You know what I mean? I I get what people are saying. And I tell people all the time, like, you know, it's not easy. Like I know the mainstream media can be. Trust me. I go through all kinds of clips. It's not the best (laughs) like going through it. That's why I try to go through it. And like other podcasters go through it uh, so that, you know, everybody has to, you know what I mean? This one's a, another one. It's a vegan brain development uh, stalled by low B12 levels. So they kind of start talking about how the B, uh, a lot of vegans are not getting uh, the proper B12 levels. In there. And in and this little clip, they're talking about the importance of B12 and what it's meant to do. So I think this is something that uh, maybe this is why the soy boys, you know, a lot of the comments that people make. This could be some of the things that they're deficient on. They're talking about, you know, vitamin D deficiency, vitamin A deficiency. Now they're starting to really get about this B12 level of children. And a lot of it seems to be low on uh, vegan children.
4: B12 is critical for a child's development and restrictive diets may be hindering B12 levels. B12 deficiency is common in developing nations, but researchers from the University of Copenhagen say they're also cropping up in young children raised on vegan diets. They're showing signs of poor motor development. If B12 levels are too low, it can damage a child's nervous system, alter brain development, and lead to anemia. For years, health experts have focused on vitamin A, zinc, and iron deficiencies, now they say the focus is on change, is changing to B12 in an effort to avoid malnutrition and resulting permanent health challenges.
0: And I think, like, I don't advocate for don't do a vegan diet, don't do this. But I think that you really got to not jump into something, especially with children. Uh, they're still developing. You really got to have a balanced diet for them. I think, like, you know, have a healthy amount of greens and vegetables, but have meat, too. And you don't have you have different types of meat and just make sure it's not processed, especially a lot of these vegan um, menus are processed food. You know, like toil food is like one of the most disgusting things, in my opinion, like just how it's made and everything these are options like even with the um the what's it called the those burgers they have those impossible burgers those impossible burgers are i think what it was that canola oil that uh, and that that seed oil all that seed oil is like terrible for you so i think people should be aware of that kind of stuff you know what i mean because that way uh we won't get as sick hey good looking out yeah i couldn't tell how my levels were now, uh, you know, that was just like I said, I, just, I was only interested in that because of like what happened with the fight and what's it called? Um, seeing that he had a vegan diet and that he was uh, not that's probably not the only reason he was tired out. But it just seemed like, you know, like something that we should touch on. You know, yeah, it's all made in laboratories, just like the meat that they want, you know, that bug meat they want coming in the synthetic meat. It, that can't be good, right? Like, they can't possibly think that uh, an impossible burger is better. It's actually worse for you than an actual Whopper. Like, it would be better for you to eat that because they're both saturated in that grease. But that, what is that, that? it's different seed oil. I don't know if it's the canola oil, but it's like some kind of seed oil. I think uh, I can't think of it off the top of my head. And that seed oil is just really detrimental. I'll, I'll get a little bit more on that because I, I didn't get too many clips on seed oil and all that. But so, going off the dome, I might not have all the information. But I want to change gears real quick to uh, you know got uh, one of the one of my followers uh, Ryan he he sh- sh- shot me this probably like a couple weeks ago and, you know I had seen this story but I hadn't been able to touch it you know I was in the penalty box for a little bit on on IG so I was just kind of doing zooms and stuff and I thought well, I sh- we should talk about it it's uh, the United Nations announces Klaus Schwab of the World Economic Forum and UN's uh, Secretary Antonio Gutierrez have signed an agreement to accelerate gener- uh, agenda 2030 here's the clip
5: this afternoon the secretary general and klaus schwab the founder of the world economic forum will sign him will witness the signing of a memorandum of understanding on a strategic partnership between the u.n and the world economic forum which outlines areas of cooperation to deepen engagement between the two institutions and to jointly accelerate the implementation of the 2030 agenda
0: so they're there they're pushing that forward and when we've all said, you know, that, that that the World Economic Forum works with the U.N., these, these clips are important, too, to show people. Like, they say this stuff, and I think the more we can dig up things they've said, things that, that, that they've said in the past and when they change, you know, like, look at how uh, many people have dug up, like, Biden's stance on abortion and how that changed. So to see that what's actually going on with everybody, I think it's always important. Cause the players behind the scenes, like the uh, Klaus Schwab, we, it's proof, right? Cause there's a lot of people that think everything we say is conspiratorial. Like, if, it, it may be because conspiracy doesn't mean that it's fake or that it's just a theory. If it's conspiratorial, it means that there's someone's conspiring, right? Like, and when people hear that word now, they just think of you know it's a conspiracy theorist, like they're theorizing some kind of thing that uh, off of no information. And I'm like when we show them the information, I think that really uh, combats as well, I, I mean as best as we can, because a lot of these people they still might not listen to us, but we're going to get more and more of those people because now they're starting to see like, oh wow I can't deny that, that's actual proof uh, showing them proof and, and ways to fight back is is, is important because I, I think the agenda with the UN a lot of people are brainwashed to thinking or under this impression like the UN is some um, great uh, thing for the world, and I, I totally disagree on that, I think that they're nothing but Uh, uh, The blue helmets that are uh, trying to take over everything The centralization of power The main thing And the army for the globalists That's just my opinion That's the way I see it But it is what it is, right? (laughs) Um, I got another story to kind of jump into A little bit of the What's it called? Environmental stuff Like the whole Green New Deal And everything that's going with the climate change Uh, Attorney General announces Creation of Office of Environmental Justice
5: I am pleased to announce that we are launching the Justice Department's first-ever Office of Environmental Justice to oversee and help guide the Justice Department's wide-ranging environmental justice efforts. Like all parts of government, it will get its own acronym, OEJ. And third, the Justice Department is issuing an interim final rule that will restore the use of an important law enforcement tool, Supplemental Environmental Projects. Subject to new guidelines and limitations that I will also be issuing today. Administrator Regan and I know that the communities most impacted by environmental harm are not isolated in any one part of our country. Environmental crime and injustice touch communities in all our cities, towns, rural areas, and on tribal lands. Although violations of our environmental laws can happen anywhere, communities of color, indigenous communities, and low-income communities often bear the brunt of the harm caused by environmental crime, pollution, and climate change. They include communities, fence-line communities, where exposure to toxic air pollutants have caused scores of cancer-related deaths. They include communities where students have been exposed to harmful emissions from boilers in their public schools. They include communities where infectious diseases have spread because of inadequate wastewater management. And for far too long, these communities have faced barriers to accessing the justice they deserve. In partnership with EPA, our new OEJ will serve as the central hub for our efforts to advance our comprehensive environmental justice enforcement strategy. In our environmental efforts, We will prioritize the cases that will have the greatest impact on the communities most overburdened by environmental harm. And together with our Civil Rights Division, Office for Access to Justice, Office of Tribal Justice, and United States Attorney's Offices, OEJ will prioritize meaningful and constructive engagement with the communities most affected by environmental crime and injustice. Listen,
2: you son of a bitch! (laughs)
0: <laughs> it is. it's just another uh you know uh agency like the clips i kind of put together for this uh climate change it kind of reminded me that we're being prepared right the whole covid um everything was kind of like preparation and getting the mind ready for what's coming next and they're already like you know making little by little like the uh, different um Claims of what's going on around the world, how climate is destroying things and stuff like that. But the funniest I had posted a link of this earlier is this face mask for cows wins fifty k or fifty pound fifty thousand pounds uh, by Prince Charles Prize. Burping catching mask for gassy cows designed to reduce methane emissions and slow down climate change wins prestigious Prince Charles Prize. The design a smart harness for cows converted converts methane into carbon dioxide and water vapors which is someone that had brought a point up on on the comments earlier they were like yeah well how are they gonna you know eat how are they gonna drink water and i was like yeah that's a, a excellent point but i had a little clip on it as well so i wanted to play the clip because it's kind of just a uh, uh foreshadowing right the whole mass thing so with COVID lockdowns with COVID masking and vaccines I I just really believe the push what we heard through the news is going to be like they've been trying to set America and set the world um, ready for all these new things that will happen under climate change as well not just COVID you're going to see people saying hey you got to wear you know your your carbon uh mask or you don't for your control your emissions and who knows if there's even a vaccine or some kind of medication that they come out because they have already claimed and diagnosed? Um, have I said months ago on uh, on previous episodes how they've been diagnosing people with climate change? Like climate change is now the disease. But here's a little clip on the mask, <laughs> the mask cows.
6: Prince Charles has backed an initiative to put face masks on cows. The 73-year-old royal, who is a passionate environmentalist, is a supporter of Francisco Norris's startup company Zelp, Zero Emissions Livestock Project, which wants to fit methane-catching devices to the creatures in order to reduce emissions of the powerful greenhouse gas as the animals emit around 95% of their methane from their mouth and nostrils. ZELP have been working with ABP, one of the UK's largest meat producers, to trial the devices to help cut the carbon footprint of British beef. And their test showed a 53% reduction in methane emissions, with the company hoping to reach 60% next year when they launch their commercial rollout. The mask passes the gases released by cows through a catalyst where they are released into the air as carbon dioxide and water vapour, and they comfortably fit around the animals' heads without impacting their movement or habits.
0: Fact check false. Yeah, so I thought that was a funny story, man. It was, uh, obviously, uh, it was so stupid that it makes you laugh. But when you think about it or how I thought about it was like, man, it just seems like, uh, that this is like the first step. Like when you, if you listen to the news right before 20, you know, the whole COVID pandemic or fl- pandemic, whatever we may call it, there was a bunch of stuff going out there about different virals, uh, uh viruses and, uh, vaccines and the importance of them. And they were talking a lot about Ebola, uh, Ebola and things like that, of that nature. So I just feel like these are these stories that they put in there that, uh, Get into your psyche to see the importance of a mask to stop carbon, you know, which is crazy. That's like nuts. Another one from uh, weather.com. Climate change could increase cross species uh, disease spread. So they're also tangling the covid stuff with climate change and saying that climate change will actually like increase the uh, 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 capability of viruses to jump from animals to human.
6: The world could be dealing with thousands of new infectious diseases by 2070 due to climate change. A new study published in the journal Nature said these new diseases have a greater risk of jumping from animals to humans because of the sheer number of them. A scientific model predicted that a warming world would drive isolated wild animals into more highly populated areas. That would mean more new diseases would come along with them. And it could lead to thousands of incidences of cross-species viral spread over the next 50 years among mammals. The study highlighted Asia and Africa as the worst areas for potential viral spread. Bats will likely be the biggest problem because of their unique ability to spread viruses to other species. Experts say not all of the new diseases will jump to humans or cause global pandemics, but climate-driven viral spread is likely already happening. The majority of these new infections could be circulating silently among wild mammals already.
0: So they're definitely trying to put that out there, the importance of uh, combating climate change because it uh, more diseases, more things that are happening. So that's something that... that, that to be on the watch out when you start hearing people, maybe your family, or your friends, and they start talking about like, hey, man, we got to watch out for climate change. Because if we could get in front of this stuff before it's in the psyche, like by the time it got to the whole COVID level, like and trying to find out the facts, I think the best thing, and not that we are ahead of it at this point, because we don't know which direction things will go. But if we can be have the useful tools of starting to look in and point out uh, their, the flaws in their ideology and their plans so they could actually see what's really in front of them and that what's really important and how we can really change the environment. Like if you wanna change the environment, don't throw trash on the floor. What up C-Bass? Uh Don't throw trash on the floor. Like uh, find ways maybe to clean the air, but like, just putting the burden on the working class, saying that we need to watch our carbon emissions and our methane emissions and everything that we're doing. But the elitists will still be doing whatever they want in the world. That is the picture that we have to paint for people and show them that they are trying to get into people's psyches and they're trying to manipulate them. They're trying to manipulate them into doing what they want, like that whole nudge theory where they push you into a direction they would like you to go in. So I'm going to stick with um i going to pedal off of, uh, what's it called, uh, the climate change and go on to little Billy boy, good old Bill Gates. I had posted something uh, uh, earlier in the week and talking about he wants like a germ team, like uh, have them all go around. And, you know, anytime there's a pandemic, they'll have like thousand workers or whatever, and they'll be. In chart and they'll be what's it called? Uh, ran by the WHO, who's also working on a uh, a previous episode that I have up on Apple and uh, Spotify on Kill the Mockingbirds. We, I had a couple of clips where they were talking about the pandemic treaty that they're trying to push right now, and they're trying to get um, a lot of countries to sign on. And this pandemic treaty would. Put the W.H.O. in charge of everybody in the world with like no matter your constitutions, it would su- uh, supersede anything that's, you know, previously that because of the pandemic, like if they actually call into a pandemic. So you should check that out for sure. But I wanted to uh, uh, Bill Gates is a clip. Um, I forgot what show this is on, but he was talking about. Basically, what everybody's been talking about, uh, fr- fr- from the beginning, most of us, where we were talking about COVID had a low fatality rate. And he kind of pedals back and tries to make it seem like, you know, we did our best. We made some mistakes. Uh, but I'll let, I'll let him tell it.
7: It wasn't until early February when I was in a meeting that experts at the foundation said, there's no way, you know, this, there's been too much, uh, travel without diagnosis, uh, for us to contain this. And then at that point, we didn't really understand the fatality rate. You know, we didn't understand that it's a fairly low fatality rate and that it's a disease mainly of the elderly, kind of like flu is, although a bit different than that. So that was a pretty s- scary period, right. uh, where the world didn't go on alert, including the United States nearly as fast as it needed to
0: so in one breath he's saying that it was you know more for the elderly diseases but you know and he's been uh, but that was the low fatality rate that we didn't know about this when a lot of people were bringing up these points these are not points that i mean if i heard them i'm sure that he had heard them as well and they just you know refused to look at the numbers but he did praise a lot of the other countries that did lockdowns you know he praised them for uh australia and china on their lockdowns even though that there were no there's no proof and actually even like people like tom woods put up statistics of showing the masking and lockdowns how they were actually detrimental more than you know um helping people that they hurt people way more they still refuse to kind of look into that so here's one more clip that i wanted to uh bring out with bill gates because since he kind of like started all this with his ted talk and his eerie peek into the future of where he knew there would be a pandemic which kind of is funny similar to what's going on with the food stuff you know the whole crisis i'm um, too bad i don't have a, the story on me but you know there was a i think there was a big formula um factory that i, I was reading about that burnt down but these things seem planned because how do you get it step, you know, step by step like that famous Rockefeller lockstep program and, you know, Event 201? we are Everybody was talking about Event 201 that really went almost exactly how it was supposed to with us, you know, consp- the conspiracy people online and the spinning of news. But this... Gates predicts variants and restrictions coming. So he's kind of ramping up like it's coming back. So I thought it was important to be aware of what he's talking about.
7: There could be more variants come that would be uh, immune escaping because their shape of their spike protein would be a little different. And sadly, they could even have a higher fatality rate. You know, I rate the chance of that as, you know, maybe 5 to 10%. Uh But, you know, if you tell people that risk isn't there, then the whole idea of, OK, you know, throw your masks away, don't get your boosters, you're going to put people incredibly at risk. For now, we need to keep boosting, uh, particularly the elderly. And even though we'll have a lot of cases we don't have to use masks, um, you know, the public should be ready and not view it as a deep infringement of you know, their freedom that when you get local outbreaks, which, you know, in the fall we'll have some of that, it helps a lot to to have very high vaccination levels and in certain settings, mask wearing. Should we be willing to accept some restrictions on our liberty? Ab- absolutely. But, you know, the U.S., that's not our greatest strength. That is making, uh, in some cases sacrifice for the collective you know the public should be ready and not view it as a deep infringement of you know their freedom making uh in some cases sacrifice for the collective
0: that's crazy He, he said do you think we should sacrifice some of our freedoms absolutely like so that can tell that right there at that part of the clip that definitely tells you where he sits on the side of freedom and what we should do. And that's why we need him. Everybody should know it. Like, I know it doesn't work a lot because sometimes we tell people and they don't realize how, you know, we say that Bill Gates is evil. And so we got to find different ways of, I think we got to start trying to poke at that. He's an idiot like that. He doesn't know what he's talking about because I know plenty of people have said that, but he's not a doctor. He's not um, anything that is relevant to med- the medical field. He's just a philamp- uh, rich, f- uh, man, I never say that word, philanthropy or whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> that word gets me a little stumbled. But he's like that old uh, Rockefeller way where he thinks he's uh, going to fake give back to the poor and that's going to make him uh, a better person and that he's justified in telling us what to do. That's the elites trying to bark up the wrong tree. Here's another scare tactic that I start see in the news. This was on ABC News. Uh, Good Morning America anchor Dr. Jen Ashton again. And they're talking about the first case of the bird flu. The CDC That's announcing
1: nice. the first human case of bird flu in the United States. What does that mean? Well, we've been tracking this for a while because there is a huge H5N1 bird influenza outbreak worldwide. We've been talking about it here in the U.S. The CDC just out with what looks like the first U.S human case. Um, this is a worker at a commercial poultry farm in Colorado. This person had direct exposure to poultry and was involved in culling birds that were infected with H5N1. person is isolating, doing well, has been given Tamiflu as an antiviral. It is possible, we should say, that the detection of this flu strain could have been the result of surface contamination. Um, but given this person's exposure and symptoms, where the CDC is considering it a true case. And and I want to emphasize, as per the CDC, they are considering the risk to the general population at this point to be, quote, low. And you cannot get this strain of bird flu from eating poultry.
0: And then see, they're talking about how, you know, they're jumping bird flu, jump from a bird to a human. Right. Just as we're saying that climate change that they're saying in the news, that climate change will uh accelerate that and have more of this happening so that's what their way of justifying it so they're like see we try to warn you like uh so you can prepare for this and then gates was like you know prepare prepare to wear a mask again prepare to give up freedoms prepare to lock down what i say and advocate for all the time if and when because it will be when they try to do this again we get even louder and we say you will not lock us down because we can't allow them to ever lock us down and i know that's not uh something that everything we can control we can only control our only our own aspect but i think that if we can get a lot of these clips out there and show people the things that they're saying and the lies that we are able to uncover that that we could definitely put them uh uh, you know get a lot convert not convert more people but pull more people to the middle to where we're like hey man this is not this red team blue team stuff this is really about the working class and how they're constantly going against the working class and i have another because i I thought the reason i got this little clip from uh, cbs with uh burks is because i remember uh burks was talking about she was stepping down and it was so hard for her under the trump administration blah 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 and then she kind of just vanished right and i figured oh she's just um doing her thing and she must have retired but now she sounds like she's uh back at it and she's talking about a summer surge in the south
6: As you said, I'm aware of it because of my kids. We're now at close to a million deaths. Infection rates are going up. Hospitalizations are going up. I think it was just about 18% on the week. Um, Do you think we are done with these massive waves of infection?
3: I like to look at the whole spectrum of the last two years. And so if you look at what we've been through, we went through a mini alpha variant surge in the same locations last year at this time. Then we went into that law of May where everybody thought it was over, and in the middle of June, and then we had the predictable surge across the South. And what you need to be looking at is global data. So I follow South Africa very closely. They're good about testing. They're good about sequencing and finding their variants. They're on a upslope again. Each of these surges are about four to six months apart. That tells me that natural immunity wanes enough in the general population after four to six months that a significant surge is going to occur again. And this is what we have to be prepared for in this country. We should be preparing right now for a potential surge in the summer across the southern United States because we saw it in 2020 and we saw it in 2021. Wow.
6: That's not general consensus right now. That's a warning.
0: Bullshit. Sounds like they're just ramping it up, scaring people. So she's doing the same thing she did under the Trump administration, where she tried to scapegoat and say that it was Trump's fault. That's the reason why she was saying the things she was saying. But in actuality, that's just how she thinks. She, to, like many, these bureaucrats are just all bureaucratic and want to keep their jobs or they're like have that elitist mindset. Uh, on a previous uh, uh, episode last week, I think it was, got a released on because um, I wasn't doing a lot of IG lives, But on that one, I, I had a clip of Peter, uh, Dr. Peter McCullough, and he was talking about... About these hepatitis outbreaks, there's a lot of hepatitis outbreaks here uh, in children and in the uh, United Kingdom. Uh, there's no uh, pure evidence that, like, I, that people can trace back to uh, that it's actually from the um, uh, any of the vaccines. But McCullough was talking about how the adenovirus, uh, which was used to make the uh, J&J and Astra, uh, AstraZeneca um, vaccines, I believe, uh, may be one of the culprits. And uh, here's a little clip from uh, ABC anchor Mona Koser, uh Hepatitis Outbreak Context.
1: A mysterious hepatitis outbreak among children is spreading. At least 10 states are now reporting an increase in cases of severe hepatitis in children. One death has been confirmed in Wisconsin, and two kids in Minnesota needed liver transplants. Doctors are looking for a cause. They're investigating a type of adenovirus found in many of the children.
0: So, yeah, that's something that people should be looking out on. It's been not too much in the news. It's been a little bit. You got to dig a little bit to see about this, and uh, I'm kind of looking a little bit more into it because it's very prevalent in the United Kingdom and in America, which is not a common thing for children to have a hepatitis outbreak. The thing that is kind of, a little weird about it is that they're not really uh, specifying what hepatitis outbreak it is like is it hepatitis a b c etc etc they're just kind of just like uh, using a blanket uh, hepatitis and that there seems like they're not trying to give too much information about it maybe because it is linked back to one of these vaccines i'm not sure it is uh, but some of the evidence uh, definitely check out dr peter mccullough he has some good info on that Uh, if you want to hear more about it i would definitely look into that that's something that people need to be aware of and there's this uh my i think this is my last uh, little clip on covid uh yeah that really sucks yep uh covid covid linked to reduced iq man, uh manifested as brain fog uh this is like where they were going a lot about the long covid they've been talking a lot that and uh the lasting effects it has on people
4: a COVID infection could shave years off a person's biological age and may rob 10 points from IQ. Severe COVID infections result in various levels of cognitive impairment. University of Cambridge researchers measured the cost of COVID in years and intelligence and say the infection accelerates aging for the brain. The results are detectable more than six months after the acute illness and may result in lasting cognitive and mental health problems. Word recall is diminished, as is sleep quality, while anxiety is heightened, further hampering recovery.
0: That's what is kind of strange about that report. They're saying that, you know, it affects the brain, it ages you, like you're going to die faster. But wouldn't the vaccine, uh, because it's developed to be like the virus, wouldn't that do the same thing to you? Like, wouldn't that mimic what COVID's doing? Or maybe I have it wrong on what the vaccines are. But that's what it seems to me, like if that's designed wouldn't the vaccine then be designed to uh what's it called uh kill you as well but uh hey that's just uh i guess that's conspiratorial Uh, i got a little bit about uh let's switch up to go into some russia ukraine stuff uh they have the what's it called the bank the western banks uh brace for a 10 billion hit over russian exit it says, uh, well, let me get the little quote if I can find it real quick. Uh, this week, a string of European banks set aside billions of euros in provision ahead of the closure of the Russian operation. Following similar moves by U.S. lenders last month, Western banks collectively have $86 billion for exposure to, uh, uh, to Russia, with close to 40,000 staff and are setting aside more than $10 billion and expected of losses to their ventures, according to Financial Times calculations. I'll have this. uh, uh, I've started to do this as well. For every, every episode I do, it's not uh, for the first ones, obviously, but lately for the, probably the last 10, 15 episodes. On Telegram, I have a list of uh, you know all the clips. I have all the stories and it, all the show notes will be right there. But this is a good one to little uh, jump into because they make it seem like the effects of the sanctions and what's going on in Ukraine is really not uh, a big deal. But it seems that people are getting affected by it. Now, here's a little update by uh, Mike McCall on Ukraine that I found interesting.
5: The concerns that these attacks on Russia uh, could actually lead to a wider war, maybe even retaliation with nuclear weapons.
2: That's always a concern. Uh, The short range tactical nukes is always we discussed that with with NATO when I was there. You know, they brought the butcher of Syria in to fight this uh, the second phase of this war. Uh, he's a very, um, a very frightening man. He he dropped barrel busting bombs in Syria on civilians and chemical weapons with Assad uh, in Syria to kill civilians. What would happen if a chemical weapon was dropped in Ukraine and or a short range tactical nuke? The question there is, would the world idly sit back and watch that happen without doing anything? What, would we, what should we do? I, I just find it hard to believe And when I talk to the Secretary General of NATO, their job is really to defend NATO, not trigger Article 5. But in my judgment, that that's beyond the pale. That crosses a red line. And I think if that happens, uh, we would have to respond in kind.
0: First off, he's... Uh peddling misinformation because it's been proven numerous times that Assad did not gas his people in Syria so that's let's start off with that second you could tell he's warmongering trying to really push that without any evidence with just speculation he's saying that Russia uh, may use a tactical nuke or use chemical weapons that seems very problematic that he's using that wording to try to push for war because obviously he's trying to get into the American psyche so that we can get into the war so we cannot just give them weapons but we can Actually, put boots on the ground. I think that's the intention uh, to spark off this World War III. So you're seeing a lot of that on Fox News, CNN, everyone, all these people that are really trying to ramp up the war and and the you know the military-industrial complex is in a well in this country. And uh, here's one little bit of Raytheon CEO in Ukraine. Perfect uh, 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 segue into what's going on with them.
2: We are there to defend democracy. And the fact is, eventually we will see some benefit in the business over time. Uh, everything that's being shipped into Ukraine today, of course, is coming out of stockpiles, either at DOD or uh, from our NATO allies, and uh, that's all great news.
0: So yeah, not only like are they they're they're going to get paid because Raytheon, uh, you know, makes weapons and they're 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 pulling from the stockpile of old weapons. That's like he's kind of not really referring to that old weapons old uh, uh, um. Fighter planes, like I get it that uh, they say the Ukrainians can't, um, you know, fly certain planes and this and that. I, I understand that, but at the same time, they're not getting anything new, and all that thirty-three billion dollars is going into the pockets of Raytheon and Lockheed Martin and, and, and industrial imperialists like that. And he says it right there: we're we're over there uh, fighting for democracy. That that's that's a load of bullshit because we were there in the in in the uh, beginning, causing the coup in the first place in two thousand fourteen. That really was trying to kind of flip them in uh, uh, in the beginning and trying to get control of that, poking the bear of Russia. So to play victim now is just is just ignorant if you ask me. Now this clip was probably the best clip. It's 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 a little bit of a boring clip because if you guys know who Norm Chomsky is, Norm Chomsky talks real slow. He a uh, little boring voice and he's a huge. He was like a pro, one of the leaders of the progressive parties. I think he backed Bernie a lot. And listen to what he says uh, on. What would be peace in Ukraine? Why? What what would make peace in Ukraine? This is super interesting. He's, like I said, just to paint the picture, he's a linguistics uh, major or or professor that has been left his whole life. All his books and all that, they're far left. To hear what he says is pretty comical.
8: Well, there is, fortunately, one statesman in the United States and Europe who has laid out a person of a high political figure who has made a very sensible statement about how you can solve the crisis, namely by facilitating negotiations instead of undermining them and uh, moving towards establishing some kind of accommodation in Europe maybe a long, uh, in which there are no military alliances, but just mutual accommodation. Uh, he didn't say it, but it's something like uh, what George H.W. Bush, the first Bush, not the second, uh, proposed in the early 90s, in his, when after the collapse of the Soviet Union, proposed what they called a partnership for peace which would be open for Europeans generally, Eurasians as well. It wouldn't eliminate NATO, but he would live up to the promise that NATO would not expand to the east, firm promise to Gorbachev, keep to that, allow NATO there, but kind of de-emphasize it so other countries could join, including Russia for that matter, join the Partnership for priests, Uh, Tajikistan joined for example, not NATO, and moved towards a world, a Europe, Eurasia with no military alliances. Actually, De Gaulle had similar vision, Uh, Emmanuel Macron in his initiatives trying to contact Putin suggested something similar. So going back to the one Western statesman, he didn't mention all of this, but he suggested something similar. Move towards negotiations and diplomacy instead of escalating the war. Uh, Try to see if he can bring about an accommodation, uh, which would be roughly along these lines. Uh, his name is Donald J. Trump. <laughs> That's
0: crazy. Uh, he was one of the biggest advocates against Donald Trump, and then he turns around and has an interview and says, "Oh, you know who would fix all this? Donald Trump." Uh, it, it's crazy. The same guy that was advocating that people that don't want to get vaccinated uh, should should be left out of society, that they shouldn't be allowed to be back in society. This guy is is a piece of work, and it was just crazy to hear him say that i know it was kind of hard to get through that part of the interview because he talks real slow and he, he takes forever to get to his point but at the end he said that the only person that would stop this uh, uh, the western politician is donald trump so there's got to be something there because like i said he's a lifelong leftist he was a never trumper and all of a sudden he, he loves trump and trump is the uh the only answer that could stop war so that's something to really gauge and keep your uh keep keep an eye on and this is the last clip this is not about ukraine and um russia but i thought to tie this in with a little bit what's going on over there uh taiwan gearing up for war
9: taiwanese soldiers fire artillery shells at a target representing advancing enemy forces the democratically self-ruled island is conducting military exercises to prepare for a potential assault by chinese forces They follow repeated incursions by Chinese warplanes into the island's air defense zone. Taiwanese leader Tsai Ing-wen, seen here watching Army reservists train last week, says the war in Ukraine proves Taiwan needs to be prepared to resist threats from China. In a sign of increasing tensions between the two countries, reservists have been mobilized for 14 days this year rather than the usual seven.
1: I think the training is very solid. We are now familiar with the nearby defensive terrain and also places we can use to fend off an attack. I think this 14-day reservist call-up is very useful.
9: China considers Taiwan a breakaway province and has previously threatened to seize the island by force. The leadership in Beijing has been angered by recent reports of Taiwan finalizing its latest deal to buy military equipment from the United States. We firmly oppose the sale of arms by U.S. to Taiwan. We oppose any official exchanges between the U.S. and Taiwan. The Democratic Progressive Party authorities have repeatedly used the hard-earned money of Taiwan's taxpayers to buy U.S. arms in an attempt to seek independence by force, but they will not succeed. In Taiwan's capital, Taipei, they've been demonstrating in support of Ukraine's resistance to the Russian invasion, and 4,000 boxes of medicine, food and blankets have been collected for Ukrainian refugees.
0: It just seems like the propagandist setting up for uh, a staged World War III, you know, like to get China involved, to get everybody involved, that way it can be, um, you know... It, it, it that's what I found. And I found it interesting and tie it together how they're even like telling, you know, supporting Ukraine. And they want them to put boots on the ground in Ukraine because then they could put boots on the ground because then Russia will do something, which uh, China will back Russia. And same thing. They want boots on the ground in Taiwan. Uh, it's a, a dangerous situation uh, with everything that's going on there. I got a little article from uh, Russia. Uh, Russia Times News. Germany warns of global famine. The situation is highly dramatic. The minister the minister, told the German tabloid uh, in late Saturday interview, adding that according to the UN food program, more than 300 million people are already suffering from acute hunger and the UN has to constantly revise this data upward. Uh, that's just another little thing that's going on with the little crisis you know crisis on crisis on crisis keep keep them guessing by us always being scared of something right that way we can fight over food we can fight over race we can fight over everything that keeps us against each other instead of like trying to figure out ways to unite the working class uh and to get these people out of power, I mean, I don't, I'm not going to say that I have the exact solution. I like, I tell people direct all the time, uh, some of the good solutions, if you really want to go check it out, go check out Solution Watch, uh, James Corbett, he's got some really good solutions to some of the problems we have in the world. Uh, they're not all great, but you know, there's something that is definitely um, progress uh, that we can move forward, you know, and hopefully those help. But I'm just trying to point out some of the, I know some of it's obvious, like, but So we could kind of gauge where we're at. Um, Here's progressive Democrats uh, to progressive Democrat Raskins fixing things, uh, an NPR clip. And he's talking about how they need to change the party and the outlook of it because of, uh, you know, they're not really getting a lot of public love anymore because of the stances that they've took.
7: With Republicans threatening to take over control of the U.S. House, two of its progressive Democrats are teaming up to develop new strategies to expand the progressive wing of their party. As NPR's Claudia Grisalos reports, they say that work includes new efforts at coalition building.
9: House Democratic progressives Ro Khanna and Jamie Raskin tell NPR they're tired of the ideological purity politics that have overtaken the party's message. The two began meeting late last year and say progressive Democrats need to reclaim issues of patriotism, reject socialist labels, and stay out of the political correctness business.
7: And so we have a skepticism out there for a large part of the country that has fallen behind that has lost jobs. All of the political dogmas of the past are not serving particularly well.
9: Kana and Raskin say Democrats should stop preaching and instead spend more time listening to voters.
0: Well, think about that, listening to voters. But I think they're just trying to uh, clean up the progressive uh, image and, you know, make people want to vote for them more. So they're kind of leaning, just like, you know, you got Joe Manchin on the Democrat side that, you know, kind of shows some Republicans, they feel like, Oh, maybe they're not all bad, even though like, you know, they're, they're all warmongers and pieces of shit. In my opinion, um, these are all obscured little stories that I just kind of found interesting. I definitely wanted to put something about, uh, Nina Jankovic and, uh, I have a little clip of her, her democracy isn't possible without authoritative sources of information. I, uh, authoritative uh, sources of information i I put up this clip on my page as well but uh before we do that here's a little uh entrance for the truth of ministry or ministry of truth
8: (laughs) intelligence work takes place within a strong legal framework we operate under the rule of law and are accountable for it in some countries secret intelligence is used to control their people In ours, it only exists to protect their freedoms, protect their freedoms, protect their freedoms, protect their
10: freedoms.
4: Focused so much on, uh, you know, pushing back against Russian disinformation online. We've lost... Sight of the fact that our own government uh, and certainly uh, President Trump himself has dealt in disinformation and normalized disinformation over the past four years, to the extent that there is no disincentive for most politicians to traffic in it anymore. And this, again, as I mentioned at the beginning, should not be a partisan issue. Democracy isn't possible without authoritative sources of information
0: authoritative sources of information. I posted a different clip, actually, on my page. She was kind of talking about how, like, uh, verified people, even though they're not all, you know, what it's cracked up to be, but verified people on these social media accounts should be the ones actually... um, you know, fact like they so they could put context. They could leave context underneath the post. So if I was to say like, "Hey, these vaccines might harm people," then one of those verified people, uh, pretty, pretty much these verified people could che- fact check us what they're already doing. Um, but they could leave their context into what um, they believe uh, is really going on, and they're telling the truth in their in their their truth of what they say is really going on. But here's a little clip of. Of Nina, like so. Nina is uh, um, obviously she's a it's like a Broadway brat. She's one of these people that uh, really is eager for the stage. She has a song, a cringeworthy song about disinformation. I posted it last week or a couple weeks ago. But this is a little segment of her. And I only got like about eighteen uh, seconds of this clip. Uh, if you want to go look, I think New York Times has it posted. You could just put uh, Nina Jankovic uh, in YouTube singing, and you'll you'll find it. But this is the best way i think to describe her this is her singing karaoke and this song is i feel what is behind her being the mi- misinformations are. why is she rich famous and powerful while
11: i'm still stuck here singing christmas songs for all of you what does
4: it take to be paid? Pretty-
0: The song basically, it's like, uh, what does it take to be famous and powerful? And, and then I put that part where she says, who do I have to fuck to be, uh, you know, famous and powerful? And it just seems like that aspect of like, she's just trying to be in the spotlight. She'll do whatever it takes to keep in that limelight. And those are the people we can't trust, like, because they'll do anything uh, to stay there. I got a little Elon Musk story from the Gateway Pundit, uh, the headline. Uh, he says, if I die under mysterious circumstances, it's been nice knowing you. Elon Musk post response after Russian th- uh, threatened Starlink founder for assisting Ukraine. I saw some people uh, picking up this story, but they were kind of just like focusing on just a tweet where he says, you know, uh, if something happens to me, you know, if I mysteriously die under some circumstances. But. To put more context to what was going on is uh, on a Russian uh, diplomat, I think they were going at him, and this is what they wrote on Twitter to him. He put, from the testimony of the captured commander of the 36th Marine uh, Brigade of the Armed Forces of Ukraine, Colony Dmitry Komarevich, it turns out that the internet terminals of Elon Musk Starlink Satellite Company were delivered to the uh, militants of the Nazi Azon Battalion and the Ukrainian Marines in Marupol by eh, where's it go Mar man I can't say it right now Mariupol by military helicopters according to our information the delivery of the Starlink equipment was carried out by the Pentagon Elon Musk thus is involved in supplying the fascist forces in Ukraine with military communication equipment and for this Elon you will be held accountable like an adult no matter how much you you will play the fool and then uh, Elon responded with the word Nazi doesn't mean what he seems to think it does, and so I just wanted to point out that it's not like you know when people are cheering for him as well. They know I did a couple pieces on him a couple weeks ago as well. That you know he's playing just a part as anybody else. Like you know he dips in every now and then and says like yeah you know uh, I'm going against the grain. Uh, I, I don't I don't believe in I believe in freedom of speech. People should say what they want, but then he believes in the vaccines, and then he he goes back and forth. He flip flops. To me, he they are grooming him to be um, the next Trump. They're grooming him to be in the psyche of the American people of what Trump was. You know, how they first kind of introduced Trump into politics with the whole, you know, oh, Obama's not from here. And then that's where you kind of were introduced. And then people started getting that into their brain. And I feel like they're kind of doing the same thing with Elon Musk. And he's the new poster boy. And I could be wrong, but that's just the feeling that I get when I see him saying all this stuff in the news and trying to stay relevant. Let's see what else I got. I got only a couple more stories for you guys. Ah, here's a good one. Uh, this is also on Gateway, uh, Gateway Point. And like I said, all these show notes will be on Telegram, Kill the Mockingbirds. Uh, they'll be listed as a... Uh, uh, Episode 86, which will be called Germ Team 6. Then uh, you could see all the videos. Just that way, you know, if you want to show people the clips or show people the articles, it, it you know, more than help. I mean, and you, remember, anybody, like a lot of people already do, send me clips, man. Uh, Kill the Mockingbirds at Gmail. Send me articles or, you know, on here on IG, whatever. Just send me stuff that you think is relevant. I'm going to try to keep doing more of the news uh, the way that I try to do the news. I know it's a little different uh but this one is uh the latest Star Trek sp- uh, spin-off suggests World War 3 started with January 6th and it, it, it's not as easy to um because you're just gonna hear it because I don't I can't show you the video I uh, definitely suggest you go on either uh you know the show notes or go to Gateway pundit and look for this Star Trek uh, little article because they show like um, everything exploding and they kind of they actually show footage of what happened on January 6th so they're making it seem like January 6th is what started World War um, World War 3 which is crazy like that that one really got me through a loop because I i don't watch uh, Star Trek and all that like I haven't really watched any of that stuff but I guess it's a new show but went wrong.
10: it's a lot like your world today recently I was treated to a glimpse of my future It was not all I'd hoped After all, what good is there in knowing your future? A friend of mine asked me that recently and... ...didn't understand what he meant. Until now. I've seen my future. Let me show you yours. Our conflict also started with a fight for freedoms. We called it the Second Civil War, then the Eugenics War, and finally just... World War III. This was our last day. The day the Earth we knew ceased to exist. What began as an eruption in one nation ended in the eradication of 600,000 species of animals and plants, and 30% of Earth's population. Global suicide. What we gave you is the means to exterminate
0: yourselves. So, really, it's crazy. Like I said, when you actually see the clip, they have actual footage from January 6th. Like, and I mean, think what you want about January 6th, but like, I feel like, you know, a lot, I know some conspiratorial people think like, you know, it's some kind of setup. Well, which may be because I think that, in my opinion, I've always thought the whole cue uh, of PSYOP was to separate everybody and to cause ruckus. and But, people are allowed to demonstrate right like there, right now we have people demonstrating at all these justices uh supreme court justices houses and i think that that's what january 6th was to me i think they blew it out of proportion but for them to actually put it into the psyche put it into this show of maybe someone that doesn't even follow the news really but right they could see a little clips and like i said it's actual footage from january 6th it's not just like oh like speculation it, if you look at it you'll see that and and I'm going to end off on a, uh, on a little bit uh, of uh, also a little UFO-ish. Some, some sci-fi stuff. I got another article from Gateway Pundit. Uh, man, they've been on fire lately. I, I like Gateway Pundit. They had a lot of good stuff. But they're talking about world's first outer space hotel scheduled to open in 2025. There's a video in there. It says Orb- orbital uh, assembly is now... Uh, aiming to launch not one, but two space stations with tourist accommodation. Voyager Station, the renamed original design, is now scheduled to accommodate 400 people and to open in 2027, while New Comset's Pioneer Station housing 28 people could be operational in just three years. I just threw that out there um, because, you know, I I think next week they're going to have the UFO committee come together and kind of break some stuff down and... Who knows what they're going to try to reveal and try to get into the human psyche and get us to think a different way, but... Definitely some stories to be watching out for So like, you know, check out the show notes On Kill the Mockingbirds, uh, Telegram Uh, I'm going to try to do more shows I don't think I'm going to have a specific date Uh, I I know some people want a specific date But I don't really know, you know, with work and stuff So I I might stick to Wednesdays So If Wednesdays holds out, then I'll try to stick to Wednesdays Uh, I'll still be doing different interviews On Zoom and stuff, so check out All the other uh, episodes on Apple And Spotify, Kill the Mockingbirds And, you know, check out the music Sean Chris uh, on Apple, Spotify in every uh streaming platform i got uh, a single they want your freedom i got my ep dystopian paradise and then i got our new single uh woke summer you know what i mean woke summer with uh van tesla um featuring on that uh we're trying to blow that and make that into the um the the summer the jam of the summer so appreciate y'all everybody that tuned in Like I said, I'm going to continue to try to do this a little bit more and more and uh, catch us on Apple, Spotify, and all that. Uh, We're going to end up again with uh, Woke Summer. Thanks again, guys. Uh, You know how we do it here. Wake the fuck up or get woke the fuck up. All right, we out.
11: I'm taping my dick and my balls to my leg. I'm taking these water balloons and I'm stuffing my bras. just in my wig, bikini Chanel now. I joined the women's beach volleyball league. I'm spiking the ball so hard the concussion. So hitting the heads is only technique. One shot, two shot, three shot, four, five shot, six shot, seven shot, more. I love me some Kamala, she is phenomenal, proving that anything's possible. From side trip to Montel, she must be a minor Shouts to get to the top of the Capitol Almost forgot about Brandon Still stu- stuttering all of his speeches Cube the clap track Greens kill some more people Rachel Levine's back clapped Everybody worked up about Elon Buying Twitter like he gon' save us Left and right squabbling while he got chips For your heads calling him courageous No way, no. Bueno. I answer and no one Start calling me Nada. Digital cheese on the way though Get you a bowl of Alfredo It's a woke summer I need another booster before I hit the beach, BLM on my koozie. Call in near some stove. Beyond me, looking juicy. Checking on your privilege, they them drop your booty. It's a woke summer. I need another booster. Let's party in a mansion. Let's call Patrice. Colors. Virtue signal. Every damn flag, but my because
0: 'Cause we're all so oppressed. Let me tweet it on my phone badge, for the COVID hoes on Tinder, turn a nuclear summer, into a COVID's winter, these are moments to remember, as I puffing on my amber. Moderna and Pfizer, time to go on the bender, don't assume my gender, purple bang, just a blocker, non-binary doctor, Betty Cocker, fighting all meth monsters, Malcardias playing soccer, Klaus Schwab storing home-worn blockers. Kick rocks, slap bass at the Oscars. Yellow and blue emojis. It's a imposter. woke summer. I need another booster. Before
11: I hit the beach, BLM on my koozie. Communism's dope. Beyond me looking juicy. Checking on your privilege, they them drop your booty. It's a woke summer. I need another booster. Let's party in a mansion. Let's call Patrice colors. Virtue signal every damn flag but my own.
12: Sincerely. NPC sincerely yeah. e- yeah. What the elites and these kids have in common What? They spoil rotten Don't egg them on, it's a problem. Walk around the sales when you carry that cotton. This life is 26.2 When you throw my do so, who you point to? Newfound thinker, I'm an NFT. But the caveat is you can't purchase me. Smart contract, got contingencies. I'm silent solid with solidity. Oh, your VPN still collect data, metaverse is an embedder. Rap house to a box yeah. It's all the same thing as to what with the whip and the gust with the chicken, it's all just a vision. Let's hide it with lawn. How many of us is in a quandary? How many? How many? I'm just one, let's glance at the stars. one way take to Mars. Who's the subject for the cause? We gotta do it for cause. They a sneaky little fox, But I'm shaming give them bars. Sit a sitter by the law. I keep it 300 in my thoughts. Both ways, I'm riding my horse. I utter the spotter to the ones of remorse. I picked a degree, I still have some worth. challenging free, and I'm not the first to pay. Gas isn't bad, and am worst. Starting to see you guys ain't wavy. You just wanna make things worse. How dare you? How dare you?
8: Do not use
9: gendered language to, to address everyone.